This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Welcome to episode six, everyone, of the Divots and Pivots show. We got the Honda Classic this week. We're starting the Florida swing. We're back to the East Coast. Nice warm weather. It feels great up here in the New Hampshire area today, and I can't wait, even though we have a snowstorm coming Friday, which I'm not thrilled about. But anyways, we got big announcement today. We got the Honda Classic DFS, and we got some stories for you. So you may have noticed it already in the intro, the big announcement, Mr. Copeland is here to stay. Welcome, the new co-host of the Divots and Pivot Show, Bud. What's going on today? Keeping it real, one day at a time. Feels incredible. I like the sound of that. Thank you to you, Fantasy National, Belly Up Sports. Real quick, Fantasy National. So I, that was not a phantom email that you got. Uh, I, I didn't do my homework last week. I was supposed to reach out sooner. Uh, you got an email from uh, this buds for you uh, in your inbox. If you if you'd holler at me, uh, let's connect. I'd love to. I'd love to rekindle our friendship, Andrew. It's wonderful. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. Look, I got my window open today, and it feels fantastic. Get some fresh air in this room today. I'm I'm excited to have at least one nice day before the snow comes because I'm not looking forward to, you know, typical New England fashion up here. You know, one day here we're supposed to get a foot, and then I look at the news last night, and they're saying one to two. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But either way, they- I know it's not going to feel like today, so I'm going to enjoy today while it's today. Well, quick question for you on that. What's more accurate, their weather predictions or your picks this week? Um, I think that should be a, that should be a pro, that should be a prop bet right there. What's gonna what's more likely to hit the weather on Friday? Those predictions today or our picks? I'm gonna keep track of that. We're gonna we're gonna have the I team on that and follow up. I, I'm gonna no. say our picks because if you listen to last week's episode, we you won some money. Young. I think Young came through with the big cheap play of the week. I I, I got to clip that. I want to make a promo of that because we were here for you. And actually, most of our picks did hit. We had a couple flops, but that's that's part of the game. That's DFS for you. But, um, you know, shout out to Chad. We we rode his uh ride. We played Patrick Reed. Or was it always play Patrick Reed? The APPR A-P-P. League. Um, he did not come through for us, but that's okay because Chad hit us with a bunch of other fire picks that came through. And I, I think we all won money last week. So shout out to Chad there. Uh, APPR will hit again. <laughs> Shout out to Chad and uh, whatever fantasy podcast. I can't remember the name of this podcast. But it was shout- actually just called the Fantasy Golf Podcast. So. There you go. <laughs> shout out, Chad, because because uh, I, I paid attention for the first time. He made me a believer. And uh, between between talking to you and talking to Chad, I'm starting to step back into the DFS world. That was why I reached out to Fantasy National. Uh, but you're talking about this weather that's coming. I'm Ironically enough, we're back in the Florida coast. I'm a Florida boy, grew up North Florida. I grew up playing TPC Sawgrass and a bunch of other tracks in the in the area. Uh, fortunately, so we're they're back in Florida, but you're right. We're gonna supposed to get, I think, a foot, maybe a foot and a half here. And my buddies are like, Don't you hate it? I don't hate it yet. I've only been I'm born again, New England, so I've only been up here a couple of years. So I am looking forward to the snow on Friday. Um, but what I'm not looking forward to, and this is the only, I think the only, not the only. One of the downsides to, to moving back east is I liked the primetime golf. I was a huge, huge fan of seeing live golf at six, seven, eight o'clock. I put the kid down for 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 bed. Uh, the roommate's doing her thing in the kitchen or in the living room, and I'm able to get to a little bit, maybe 20, 30 minutes of live golf. It's wonderful. Yeah, that is, when you get to watch it live, it, it's a different feeling than just you know watching the, the scoreboard on your phone or whatever. It's, it's Look, for golf fans like us watching the swings, watching the play, it, it does mean something to us. I know a lot of people have a hard time watching golf, but I can sit there all day and do it. I love it. 
Ah, it, 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 by the way, my my quote unquote roommate slash wife um, heard that comment in the other room, and, and I'm glad that the background noise modifier thing is on because she's laughing. Uh, it's not. It, I wish I was as smooth don't, as I come don't, across. Don't be laughing at me, roommate. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, you know what? I can't even say it. The, the roommate thing is a shout out to uh, Shay and Irving from the Dan Patrick Show. I think Shay and Irving's on Twitter too. Um, but uh, he, he's a he's a he's a shall we say salty gentleman who's a Cowboys fan, which if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to be salty anyways for a while, I guess. Uh, but he, re- he refers to his wife as roommate. And I, th- I found it funny because God, the irony of the truth that's the opposite in this house. It's real. It, that's actually really funny because I was, I was on a, um, a dating site the other day and I flipped through with the, one of the, the first things that someone said was one of the, we'll get along if you're a Buffalo bills fan. And I just X, 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 a <laughs> piece out. <laughs> It, uh, listen, I mean, I'm if I took my hat off, which I will eventually at some point, you'll see my hairline and my true age will show. But uh, if I had to date today, I don't know what I would do. I mean, and, uh, and, and, and we're not here to talk about this is not a dating show yet. Uh, but I, I was thinking about that the other day. A, a buddy of mine had ran into a dating situation. I thought to myself, like, good God, I'm so happily married. Um, happily married. I'm so happily married right now. And like I got I got I got to a relationship right before the dating went online. So, um, you know, kudos to the kudos to the warriors out there. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, but thank you again for having me on. I, I look forward to joining everybody. Tiki uh, Tiki Live every every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Uh, we're going to be coming at you. We're going to be bringing you things that you should listen to, things you shouldn't listen to. Um but mostly, mostly things you should listen to. Sorry, I derped out there for a second. Wonder, <laughs> um, um, you said Tommy Fleetwood before we got on. Like we tried not to talk too yeah. much before, but you said Tommy Fleetwood, and I, I don't want to get ahead of us there because we haven't. Even no, let's roll about with it. it. That's how we do. You, on do, you want, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to? Let's just start with the nine thousands real quick, and then we yeah. can we can we can go back to the top tier. We'll get. Because I, I think a couple of weeks ago we were with uh, what's her face, oh, what's her face. Caitlin. I had a meeting with them, like Caitlin, Caitlin Moyer. <laughs> Shout out Stick and Hack and Caitlin Moyer. But uh, we, we were when we were talking to her. I don't even think we got to our DFS picks that week, but that's because um, that, we didn't. We we just yeah. kind of roll it. We so were talking caddies. We were talking baseball. You know that. You know what? I loved the show. What we were all over the place. But you know what? Sometimes that's how we're going to be here. We're just going to have a good time. All right. So let's talk Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy, because you well, you brought it up and. First of all, trying to look at the European tour or hashtag DP world tour um, and the, the results, the way they post them. I can't read European dates yeah. like they do month and day and year differently. <laughs> so, so I'm just trying to find out what's he done in 2022 lately. I mean, he's got a cut T12, T7. No, T7 was a year ago. Jeez. The T12, T48. But you mentioned he does well down in PGA National. Yeah. So does he do well enough for you to play him at 9,900? Because he doesn't, I, I just don't know. I haven't seen him. I don't know if I can take a, take a stab at that. Yeah. So I haven't seen him yet this year. Cause I, you know, just don't have the time to also watch the European tour. Uh, but you know, he played in 2020 and 2018 with the last two times he played here and he's got the top five finish in both those. He finished third and fourth uh, solo. So, I mean, he's got, he's got the resume here. He's, he, typically gains 25 strokes at this course in this tournament. Um, so there's definitely a course that he likes. He, he falls the top 10 in uh, four of my five key stats for this week, including DK points, which means he's birdieing. He's getting you points. That's something you're going to need. Um, and let me check what his ownership was really fast because that'll be another big key. So at 11% projected ownership, that'll probably rise to about 13%. At 9,900, uh, he it's not a bet if you're gonna have look if you're gonna play multiple lineups like like me I'm gonna have a couple lineups where I'm starting with Tommy Fleetwood and I'm going down from there it's gonna be more more my balanced lineups where I'm not playing the top tier top price guys um, and that's not a bet if you're gonna if you're gonna play one lineup and you're looking to to do some you know ignore the ten eleven k range Fleetwood's not a bad guy to mix in there just given his history. So you're saying, I mean, so you're saying if you're not going studs and duds, which by the way, nobody playing on the PGA tour is a dud, um, yeah. <laughs> but just for the, 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 alliter- or the, uh, the rhyming of it, if you're not doing that, you're going to anchor with Tommy Fleetwood at 9,900, which is basically 10,000, which at 10,000, would you take him for a hundred dollars more? Would you take him? 
Um, if I'm if I'm starting with him and he's my highest one, yeah, I'd probably take him for a hundred dollars more because I think there's okay. enough value this week where you can afford that extra hundred dollars. Like, this is, I think there's some there's some good value in the seven k um, and lower eight k range this week. And so and a little teaser, it, we'll get to someone who is all the way down at min price around sixty two hundred. We'll get to him later, but you're going sixty two hundred. You're you're gonna go ahead and just. I like how confident you said that. Normally, sixty-two hundred, you're plugging in holes. So, in the nine thousand range, though, it 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 feels like good job again, gentlemen and ladies at DraftKings, because I I I don't want to take any of them, and I want to take all of them, right? Like I can make arguments for all of them, but like you said, or we said before, Billy Horschel is going to be chalky, but because he's back in Florida, Florida kid, Florida swing. Um, Matty Wolf is. That, that was a name I was actually kind of surprised to see up there. I haven't heard his name a lot elsewhere. I, I don't yeah. really know how he's doing, I don't know what his form is like. Um, but I also think that it, they know something we don't. Uh, maybe this, I mean, this course does set up well for people who can just hit iron shots left and right. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I would, I think, I'll, I think, it, it, now for the record, if anybody's going like, what the hell, bud? I don't have to have a lineup yet this week. I'm technically still in another league that is just basically you pick the winner. Uh, it's yeah. four tiers. You pick four, you get your points. But I'm coming back into the fold. So next week, uh, Andrew's going to hold my feet to the fire and actually make me make some picks and uh, be a big boy and, and, and join the game. So, That's but right. I would, we I think we can ease you into it. We can even next week, we can talk about. Um, how to make a, a tier style lineup because that's a way fun way too. Cause then you're only comparing one golfer to like five others. And that's a, that brings I, a whole different strategy. I, I saw that. And if, if we were saying, if we were saying uh, one of those was, what's the word I'm looking for training wheels for DFS, which one would be training wheels and which one would be like the next step up? Like, should I be starting with a tiered lineup before I start going with trying to pick six that make the cut? It's the way I started. Cause it helped me, um, kind of hone in my research style because one like i said there's only like six guys per tier or something like that i think some of the lower tiers are got more than that but but you're not having to research the entire field you're just having to research each tier the guys in each tier against themselves so you can really you're not spending you know hours researching the entire field you can hone in on a few guys and you just have to hone in on comparing them to each other at that point because there's no price point there's no salaries it's just tier for tier um and it just brings in a whole different strategy. So it's I, I I think it's a nice way to dip. That's how I started it. I don't play NBA DFS anymore, but that's how I started. And when NBA DFS, I found it a lot easier than the full the full uh, lineup. I'm I'm gonna follow you into the fire here, my friend. And that's where I'm gonna start because uh, so next week there's your teaser for next week. We're gonna. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna join this journey with Boudreaux as he comes back into the DFS world, uh, holding Perfect. Andrew's hand and following his light. We're gonna start <laughs> off with the tears, because when I do look at this. Um, it, it, it is, you know, it's interesting when you have to pick, when you have to pick it apart and, and build a lineup like that. And it can be overwhelming. Uh, and sometimes, like you said, maybe just, maybe just the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. So what are you alluded to? We're at the 9,000 range. Tommy Fleetwood yep. seems to be the, the house. I'm not going to say favorite. That's not the word I'm going to use. It's not like we're picking them to win. We're comfortable with that at that price to kind of anchor our, our, um, not studs and duds, our the hair, average the, hair Joes. The, the balance, like we'll just call it the balance. There you go. Balanced lineups. I'm the hair, the hair that don't care is there to stay. Is there anything that starts with 10 or 11 that, that you're, that, that intrigues you? We had our friend Chad last week saying he doesn't go top tier, avoid the top tier. There's no use. You're not going to ever get that kind of value up there that you think you will, because it's much more of a holistic approach. So you at the top tier, what say you Obi-Wan? Yeah. I, I mean, I typically avoid the top tier too. I'll, I mean, like I said, I'm playing multiple lineups, so I'm going to have some that includes some up there just because that's smart um, when you're playing multiple lineups. But if I was just playing one or two lineups, I'm probably going to ignore this range. Um, look, it doesn't mean these guys are going to do bad. Sung JM is set up well for this course. He's in good form, um, and he does well here in the past, so he should do good. But $11,000, that's a, that's a hefty price tag, um, and he's probably still going to be fairly highly owned. So, you know, that's going to be two strikes. He's, gotta, he's still going to he's still projected to be like 18% owned. So 18% owned at $11,000, with what that means for the rest of your lineup, you have zero edge. That is basically a nothing play for you that's going to cancel out no matter what he does, good or bad. So it it serves you no good to to play him that high when you can save money on somebody. Like if you were going to play someone up here, I'd rather save $400 and play Jacqueline Neiman instead. Neiman ranks out as number one in my model this week. And... And I I really like him this week. And coming, I mean, he's coming off a win. I typically don't play the the guys who won the week before. But that was gonna be my uh, question: is where where do you where do you factor in again my stretch game? 
off the course or whatever. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I think about like I think about Phil after the PGA. We will get into Phil later. Don't worry. We're yes, not going to we ignore. Will. We're not going to ignore the lefty in the room. Um, <laughs> but you think about Phil last year after he won PGA and he was out shoots like seventy three or seventy five in the first round. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, but did you hear I won the PGA? I can. Yeah. That's why I am one of those not. I think Moneyball Moneyball should be the foundation of any kind of analysis. I don't. I think if you're starting an analysis without data, it's flawed from a structure. So, but I also think that once you start getting into, okay, cool, like they've already done the analysis for us. They tell us who's favored up there. This is where you kind of come in. I, I don't know if I knew the guy, I would ask. But like, I'd be so. I would be. These they are they they are pros, but he just cashed a two million dollar check. And yep. got you know I mean he is the he's the it guy of the West Coast swing. He had all those first time winners, and then the story with Sergio waiting for him. I mean the players obviously love this guy. How much I mean how many folks were just hanging around and the love that he got on Twitter, yeah. um, the wire to wire with the Charlie Sifford tie in there. It, it it's a really romantic story. I just think it's one of those things emotionally you come out and this beast of a course, literally the bear trap. Yeah. That said. I'm I'm also partial to your, um, you know, the argument there, which is if form's so important, who's in better form? Well, yeah, right? and that's the guy who just won. Yeah, the guy who just won, or exactly. Well, and he's been so. And what it is is too is he's been so far particular about the tournaments he's played this year, where he's he's playing the tournaments where he knows he can go good. He, in the past five tournaments, he's only the only other tournament he played besides winning the Genesis last week was the Farmers, where he finished sixth. So this early on in the season, he's playing particular courses that he's comfortable with, um, and he his the key stats like he just he he just ranks out so well um, so far this year, and just on correlating courses as well. So he has an all right history here, but this is strictly I'm not going like overweight on Jack Queen even here. I'm saying if we're gonna play anybody up in this range, yeah, truth, he's yeah, truth gun, the, he's, truth gun to your head. Who do you take? Yeah, that kind he's of gonna be the only one that I play above ten thousand dollars most likely, and it's and the main reason for that is because he's right now only projected at ten percent ownership, and for someone who just won the week before, compared to Sung J M, four hundred dollars more was coming in projected at maybe twenty plus ownership. He's at eighteen right now, and that might go up more. Like that's just outrageous to me. I'd I'd much yeah, rather play Neiman. I mean, Sungjae with averaging 92 points, though, is that is that why everybody's like, all right, you know what? He might be owned, but if yeah. it's one of those things, if everybody – it's kind of like – it's the chalk that you have to swallow because everybody else is going to, so you know they're already going to be starting with that base. So, But you know who's uh, averaging more DK points? Holler at your boy. Neiman is averaging – so, so, so far this year, Sungjae M is ranked seventh in DK points. Neiman's ranked first. Okay. Um, and then on correlating courses, Sungjae M is ranked 48th in DK points. Neiman ranks second. All right. So I will not fight with you anymore, especially because after what Brooks did to his hair. This, this By the way, Brooks is, <laughs> Brooks is backyard, um, you yes, know, Florida guy, everything like that. And he does tend to you know play well just in that state in general. But when PGATour.com has an article about his shoes, and we already know what he did with his hair, and he's coming off a missed cut, I'll let I'll let homeboy breathe a little bit before I start pumping him up again. I I did tell you pre-show that I'm going to be riding the Brooks train until it delivers. Um, but you don't have to I'm follow ca- those words until next week when you're actually playing. So. I was about to say I'm going to I'm going ca- to catch next week's train, and I'm just going to make sure that this week's train stays on the tracks. Uh, because so we got the ten thousand the ninth. I I'll, I'll, I like Joaquin Neiman. I'm excited to see what Louis Ustazen does this year because. I am. I have a soft spot for Louis. I think it'd be nice to see him get a uh, get a major. Yeah, I've always liked the yeah. guy too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, he, if he doesn't, it's not going to end my. I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah. Um, the yeah. only one is Daniel Berger, but I feel like he's going to be chalky. I think a lot of people are going to like him again. He well, it's it, he he fits the 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 Florida boy narrative. I think he's a, he's an FSU guy. I don't know if he's originally from Florida or not, but he's an FSU guy. Uh, and. I am being stereotyping right now. Again, I'm I'm the resident southern southerner slash southeastern kid, so we can spot our own. Um, but I actually wouldn't be shocked if he won this week. This just kind of smells and feels like a burger, no pun intended. <laughs> With some cheese or not? <laughs> Listen, I'm always cheesy. I I'm I have a ph I have a PhD in cheese. So what, okay, what, what's interesting about the 10k plus range is that. And I'm really curious to see how the ownership does shake out for the rest of the field because the only two guys who are projected right now under 15% ownership in that range is uh, Brooks and Neiman. 
other than that, the rest of the guys are, are projected out to be chalky right now, you know, around 18, 20%. Like, like that's for that price. I, I just, I, I can't, I don't think any of them are t- enough of a lock at that ownership and at that price to say that you got to eat that chalk. I think there's plenty no. of value in this court, in this, this field that because that top range is so looking to be so chalky that you're going to not only get price value in other areas of this field, you're also going to get ownership value where you might typically not, you know, you might be able to get a, uh, a low AK range that is let's, let's go down like there. percent, but you might be able to get them at under 10 this week because of that. Well, well then who would that look like to you, mister? Is it LeDuc? I can't it's believe LeDuc, it. You nailed it. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I told nice you I'm French Canadian. I'm born. Well, I'm born again, New England. I married a Mainer who is, who has French ties to, you know, the whole thing. Uh, but speaking of, let's go to that 8,000 range. Who is valuable down here? Um, I, I mean, this is one of those. This is one of those places where Patrick Reed. You missed the cut. Is, are we going to always play Patrick? Shout out! Shout out! Uh, our boy over at Eckert Realty. No, it's not. Is it Chi Realty? Chi I'm, I'm Realty. Even, I, I kept messing it up last week. I'm not even. It's it's at it's at uh, Eckert Real Chi. Eckert Real Chi. That's right. Yeah. Eckert Real Chi. Shout out. Um, but what's I mean? No, I'm not playing Patrick Reed this week. No, we're not playing Patrick Reed. Mito, Mito Pereira, Mito Pereira. He seems to be. He seems to be on. On. He, he's the breakthrough one that I see that name high up. Everybody's like, "Well, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised when he breaks through." Um, but yeah, we we're talking about the, we played him at the Phoenix and and missed him, and then we didn't play him at the Genesis, and he came through. That's that's golf. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's one of those things. You're flipping a coin. And, oh my God, heads twice. It's gonna be heads again. No, it doesn't work like that. No. But Cameron but, Young yep. riding that high from last week. Yeah, talk, we, about a, talk about a jump in, in salary. Like, fantastic. Good for him. What was he last week? He uh, he was uh, he was in the, like, 6,400 or something like that last week. Like, he was in the mid to, like, That's right. 6,000s. And now he's up here at 80 uh, – no, sorry, 8,600. Just because he finished second last week. It's fantastic for him. Yeah, I'd I'd roll the dice there, but I also like a name that's sitting right now, right on top of him, Brian Harmon. When you talk about ball striking and how that's going to be a premium this week, um, yeah, because it's going to be windy. It's always a little bit windy down in South Florida, right there on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be warm, so those those greens are going to be firm, fast. Fairways going to be firm and fast. Uh, yeah, no, I don't mind know. that. He's quietly having he's quietly having a like a decent like little year so far. You know, he's got. He's making cuts. He's made four out of his last six cuts. Well, he's sorry. He's he's made the cut in his last four tournaments. I'm sorry. He didn't play the Farmers and the in the Genesis, but he's got two top twenties in there, including a third at the at the MX. So he's that's not a bad shot right there. And I think when I just checked, he was coming in around ten percent ownership. So at eighty seven hundred, I don't mind that at all. That's a good call on Brian Harmon. It's just whenever ball striking jumps out, he's like the left-handed Morikawa. Although he's Morikawa is younger than him, that's neither here nor there. You said value before we got on, before we went live, and I said no, 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 no. Don't tell me because I don't know anything about this. Save it for the audience. <laughs> Who were you talking about being valuable down there in the AK range? What kind of value were you looking? Because I I see one, but I'm not sure I actually know what I'm talking about. So it's one of those things. I want to hear your answer first. I want to double check the ownership. Oh. Well, <laughs> Vegas is Vegas is actually a That's higher ownership than I expected. I again, I just I, he's a he's a name that I, I always like seeing. I think there's a marketability to the name too, and I think it's a difference if if somebody says John, Jonathan Vegas versus Johnny Vegas. Yeah. So this is so this is what we talked about last. So last week, one of the, one of the points that Chad brought up was that when we're looking at ownership on the Fantasy National site, it's um, the people who use fantasy national are typically, you know, sharp players who, who do their research similar to the way the, you know, the rest of us who consider ourselves, you know, quote unquote experts do our research. Um, so a lot of times, like, for instance, like here, like Johnny Vegas and Aaron wise, who, you know, this, this mid to lower 8,000 range who rate out well for this course. And they both have a, a good history with this course, as far as making the cut and, um, and t- from time to time making runs at the leaderboard, uh, you know, to, to other, you know, just average players, they, they might not stand out because they, you know, Jonathan Vegas is, is a name that's been around for a while and hasn't really flashed to anybody. So, you know, he doesn't have necessarily a, a big name. And Aaron Wise, no one really knows anything about Aaron Wise if you're just an average DFS player. But I, I was about so to say, he's not, he's not a name that's on the tip of a lot of tongues. No. So, but so you would think that you might be able to get them at, 
you know, decent ownership under 10%, because especially when you got someone like Cameron Young, who just flashed last week that people are going to love, you got Gary Woodland right there, just a little bit behind him. And then like you said, Patrick Reed, just a little bit more like there's some names there that people are going to flock to instead and probably look right over. But, you know, fantasy national, all the sharps are, you know, playing both of these guys at above third, around 13, 14% ownership right now. So on one hand, it tells us that, you know, if we like them, you know, we, we, we might not be in the wrong here because it seems like every other expert also likes them. Uh, but is the ownership going to be going to be worth it there? I, I think it, I think in the 8K range, considering that there's only what, what makes the 8K range kind of hard is that there's only 10 guys in the 8K range this week. Um, and so if a lot of guys that uh, we've already saw that the, the top the top tier is going to be a chalky range this week. So it kind of makes sense that this AK range is also going to be a bit chalky because if I'm playing those top guys, I'm, I'm skipping the 9K range. I'm going right down to the 8K range with my second guy mm-hmm. to see how I can balance out my salary. So it, it makes sense that this is the area that is also going to be chalky. But if I'm playing value in the 9K range, I can afford a Jonathan Vegas or an Aaron Wise to be like my highest owned person, player, if they're going to get me the cut. You're saying take it. You're saying like if you're anchoring in the nine, then you, that allows you to get both Vegas and Wise, and then jump down lower to try to balance your your lineup. I'm not sure I would play both Vegas and Wise. And ah, you're saying either or. yeah, it'd be either or. But you know, there might be one or two lineups where I'm playing on both because I'm playing so many. But um, <clears throat> but I just think that if you're like I said, if if someone if I'm going to start in the in the nine k range, you know, you can squeeze them in and still get a good amount of play in the 7k range as well there's a there right down at the bottom of the 8k range is a name that i a i just like saying again it's one of those marketability things that jumps out at you but with the word ball strikers used a lot with with christian design um i will i'll learn how to say it that's super Real quick aside, I used to teach middle school to a lot of international kids, and I, I just became very comfortable with butchering names. And I would say, I would say to them very honestly, "Listen, I'm gonna get it wrong the first couple of times. Just be patient with me. Know that I don't mean any disrespect, and I'm trying." And the kids yeah. were great. They were middle school students, which people would be like, "Oh my god, monsters!" No, they were wonderful. But Christian Bizadenhut, um, but I mean, just at at eight thousand flat is very attractive because he is a he's hot and cold. He can be a hothead sometimes, but yeah. I just think you're going to get leverage there. And I, I think he, he's going to fly under the radar until people see him at 8,000. And then what's his projected ownership? Again, almost, fantasy almost national 15, boy. Almost 15%. Um, so there you go. So, the, yeah. so you're going to fade him once you have that piece of information. Um, and then if that's where my eyes are, I don't know, Russell Knox. I like Russell Knox. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fading him with, with four cuts in the last five years here. And, and the only time he didn't get cut, he finished 51st. He he has not had a good history in this course for the last five years. <laughs> What's he doing right now? The only reason I mean, I'm just thinking so, in terms of conditions, the windiness. I, I I like your picks, by the way. The John the Jonathan Vegas. Uh, you're right about Aaron Weiss. I don't know if I could jump on that just because he could walk in and say hi, I'm Aaron Weiss. And I'd be like, I don't know, and I'm that shallow yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm too new to the game. Yeah. Uh, and that's no disrespect to him. He's a freaking PGA tour pro. Uh, so so Aaron. Uh, I'm sorry, Russell Knox. Um, Somehow, miraculously, you want to talk about consistency? He's played in the last three tournaments, the Genesis, the Phoenix, and, and Pebble Beach. He's finished exactly solo, uh, not solo, but he's finished exactly 33rd in all three of those tournaments. <laughs> and he's top 10, and he's top 10 strokes gained approach. Uh, yep. He's actually jumped up to eight. And, and that's top, why we're. Yeah. He's actually top 10 in approach, ball striking, par threes, and greens and regulation. And not even so top 10. Talk- he, he's top five in all of those. So let's talk about what are, what were your you said earlier you alluded to um, we're down here in the 8K range thanks for thanks for joining divots and pivots uh, we're down here in the 8K range and I'm just I'm just curious you said earlier you had these five things and par three scoring was one of them you just named yep. what are your five topics and let's then let's circle back to why you were wrong about Russell Knox so so <laughs> just, just so my, so the five I, so I always include DraftKings points because Duh. that's what that's what we're our, it's a great barometer. Yeah, it's what we're going. We're trying to get so DraftKings points is always that he ranks twenty second in DraftKings points in the in the field this week, and that's based off. So these ones right here are based off of the entire season. Um, he's ranked second in strokes gain approach in the field, second in ball striking, fifth in par three stroke gained, and then first in greens and regulation um, when it comes to the uh, the season as a whole so far. Um, he now when we're talking about correlating courses though. So the hang-up for me, he's in great form right now. He's got, you know, like I said, 
33rd finish in the last three tournaments. He does have a seventh at the Sony Open as well. Um, he's, he's be wildly owned. Uh, no, I think he. I think when I just I, and I already forget because I just checked. He was like 12 percent ownership right now, so not too bad. At, for 8100, for the stats that you're rolling out there, and, but well, like and, you said, and considering the rest of the 8000 range seems to be fit like around floating around 14 15 percent ownership. Um, yeah, that's, look, this value here from an ownership standpoint and potential point scoring standpoint, what holds me up is the correlating courses. So, and by, and do I still have it up on which, so the, I was, current, about, I was about to ask, do you, do you remember, or do you have them up? Yeah. So the, the, the correlating courses I use was obviously PGA national. Cause that's where we're, we're at. I have the sea Island resort, uh, Sedgefield country club, TPC Southwind and Wale. So those are those are the courses that I found have similar um, makeup, play style required. You DNA, know, green, yeah. yeah, DNA greens and all that, you know, firmness. Um, so on those courses, he's seventy fifth in DraftKings points. He's still fifth in approach, fourteenth in ball striking, but he's ninety third in par threes and fifteenth in greens and regulation. So he's a bit more all over the map on similar courses to PGA National, and when you when you pair that with his tournament history here over the last five years where he's, he hasn't made the cut four out of five years and he's, his strokes gained at this tournament over the last five years is negative six. This pause for concern, <laughs> but that's where you, you've got to find the balance. How much do you put like is current form? Does that Trump all? And in some, uh- in some, some cases it does. Like I didn't have the time, unfortunately, to do a super deep dive to where I could go back to the past five years. Look who you're talking to, and see and see how he was doing leading up to that tournament. Um, that would be very useful information right now. So I apologize for not having that. Um, Amateur hour around here, but Andrew. We, but if you can, if you can, I can. I'm if the you amateur. can hit us with a with a. I'm sure you have a story on Russell Knox. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't. I know the thing is, is like the funny. Well, because also I see that name, and it takes six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Um, I think he kind of he kind of looks like Russell Henry, uh, Harris English, Hudson Swafford, that entire DNA chain of pro golfers that all look like they could be cousins. Um, but no, that that's why I want to dig a little or pull a little bit of the Russell Knox thread was because you 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 uncover the the the, the serious mystery of golf, which is there's all these other outside like the objective on paper russell knox slam dunk 8100 uh is even at 12 13 percent uh considering he's that low it frees you up to to go after somebody else up top that you might not have um to maybe get that 10 11k if you're really big on brooksy this week uh or or you want a burger point being it is gambling I mean, I think we always forget about this. At the end of the day, there's there's no if it was that simple, if you could just make run an equation, then there would be departments at MIT and other places that are solely focused on this. Don't get me wrong. There's computer science majors and econ majors all out there trying to figure out a life in DFS and how to, how to game the system. And they do a good job. And then us, and then us, us folks with the softer side of knowledge hope to take what they glean and and make something out of it. So going to something like Russell Knox, where I, again, this, if I had more time, which uh, with a toddler and, you know, dedicating my life to you now um i'd like to i I, i'd go i'd go scroll russell russell knox's social media i would try to find out what's going on in his life because his current form is so hot or let me rephrase that if it seems to match up well to the point of who cares because if there is something bad going on that one tiny mini bad memory is then all of a sudden what goes shit i've never made the cut here or yeah the last five years i do this that or the other if everything else in the world around you is a good headspace you can try to ride that positive wave of, you know, I've got X amount of top tens coming into this. And I don't know if pro guys, I doubt they're, I doubt they're statting out on themselves the way we are. They actually probably, probably hate people. I mean, they, they, can't, they do keep they, a lot of notes, but <laughs> they keep a ton of notes. Um, and, 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 and I wouldn't be shocked. Some of them probably are. Some of them are probably more Brooksy where it's like ball hit, go be Tarzan, you Jane. Um, but Russell Knox greens and regulation right now, third, um ac- driving accuracy percentage 21st um i mean driving distance is way down there but at the same time if you're putting it in the fairway and you're hitting the green around here you're gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna make you're gonna make some some putts so i don't know so here's what i just found doing a quick look at the past years of his handful of tournaments leading up to the honda classic Holler. so the years that he missed the cut here 
you know, so 21-20 and then 18-17, he was in similarly bad form leading into the Honda Classic. The one year, 2019, that he made the cut but finished 51st, um, he was in very similar kind of average finishing position as he is now for his form. So... Is there any ips, ips, he's ips, not really ips, much showing me that his current form is really going to jettison, jettison him into that like top 20 range where we want him to be? You know, it's possible that at this course, at this tournament, when he's in good form, his ceiling is, you know, I don't know, like 40. His, ce- <laughs> his, his ceiling might be that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think if in my dummy lineup this week, I, I think I'd take a flyer on him. Um, although I still am in love with Brian Harmon. Speaking of value, 7K. I mean, that's that's Value City. Um, yep. And please, God, if there's some copyright for Value City out there, don't at me. <laughs> uh, I'm, already, I'm already nervous with like Anheuser-Busch. This bud's for you. I really do think it's clever, the four. So golf yeah, you change, you change it up. It's, it's, uh, it's fine, it, it, right? It's kosher. <laughs> but coming down, coming down here in the 7K range, it's like a playground. You really could. You, you could spend – I think you could – we should have an entire spinoff podcast called just the seven K show. Cause all you do is you look at these big fields and, and what, it just is a crap seven K range and leave like, you know, $13,000 on the table. <laughs> no, I was actually, I was actually thinking of just, just dissecting the seven K range. And oh, trying, okay. to, trying to find out because every, you're going to have to play some seven K guys. Am I right? Like, oh, this yeah. is, don't, don't no listen. Matter, don't no matter listen. how you do it, no matter how you do it, whether it's stars and scrubs, whether it's balanced, you're always going to have at least one guy in the seven K range. So it's where, it's where the money is made because the 7K exactly. range are guys that can still, you know, flash through for a win or top five. So this is like the 7K range, I would say, is easily where tournaments are won and lost. Okay. Yeah. Standpoint. Well, so that, I mean, which begs the question, um, who do you like? So I like the lower 7K range more than anything, but I do want to check real fast the ownership on one guy. Doc Redmond. So I was okay. So this is what happened. So last week, not Doc Redman. No. Um, so I was scared to say this guy is uh, like this is going to sound just convenient for me, but I was too scared to say this guy's name on our podcast last week. Even though with what I was looking at in my model, I said oh, I think he's going to do good, but like there's not enough for me to like really go out and and die on that on that, that stand for him. And then he comes through and he finishes top 10. And that was Mr. C.T. Pan. <laughs> but you can understand why that's a name where I'm like, I don't really want to tell the masses to play him because he he's not usually there. But then he comes out and he finishes top 10 last weekend. And this is one of those tournaments where he's either going to make the, you know, miss the cut or finish top 20 for you. He finished third here last week. Um, he, he shapes up well in these correlating courses. And he's 7,700 coming off a ninth place finish last week. I, I don't it, know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, is it another CT pan week? Which is seems crazy to say. <laughs> was, or was last week just a flash in the pan? Or exactly. We which, knew that was coming. Which was, was coming. CT pan typically more like last week was a flash in the pan. That's, that's I want to beat that around a lot. Um, no, it, it, it's actually, there's, sorry. I'm laughing that Mido Pereira is, 14th and strokes gained approach and we still haven't mentioned his name yet today where is he is he down he's in the at, 7k range no he's at 8900 and that's why we didn't mention him yeah he, he's, um, he's climbed in the salary because he's just become it, like the you know who who was it last year that um uh oh why am i blanking on his name the guy that came over from corn Ferry last year and was crushing it for zalatoris yes he's the yep. well zalatoris it seems that's fair um, Zalatoris, though, ironically enough, he never even had status on the PGA Tour. Those were all like sponsorship exemptions. He played eight. He wasn't even on the PGA Tour, and he was PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. I think it's only happened yeah. like three times or something like that. Um, it's well, it's funny you mentioned him. He's you know top ranks strokes approach or strokes gained approach uh, right now. But the seven K range A should be nicknamed the Dark Horse. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, because that's what it is. It's basically, you're trying to find that Dark Horse. And I am an, I am the uh, the founder and CEO of the Hudson Swafford fan club. I know you are. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was happy to see him sign with PXG. Shout out Parsons. But at, at down in the seven K range, he's already won this year. So yeah, I am biased. I know I don't know the guy. We went to school way way back in the day. Go dogs. Um, 
but he's top 16 stroke gains approach strokes gained approach. He's, he's ranked 16 right now. He has a win under his belt. Um, tell me why I should or should not follow that loyalty in the seven K range at 7,100. And like you said, you're going to, you're splicing hairs down here with 38 guys and you only pick one or two. Um, I always try to find a reason to put him in my lineup if I can. What do you see if I put the, if I bring that name up? So what I see is that he's stat wise, he's having a pretty good year this year. You know, he's got the win obviously. Um, but other than that, you know, he's got a 48th and a 60th and a cut so far this year. Mm-hmm. He, he is like, you keep saying he is a Florida kid. He he's got that, uh, he's got that track record of being comfortable in Florida. It hasn't necessarily shown up here at the Honda missing the cut last year. And he's never finished better than 21st. And before that 21st finish, the two previous years, he was 73rd and 64th. Now you could probably chalk that up to him being, those are pretty young years on the tour for him. So, you know, feeling out the tour, feeling out the competition level, you can probably chalk that up to that. I'd be all right with that. Um, But if I was going to be playing him, it would be strictly based off of a, a home field advantage and a key stats on the year, good form standpoint, but as a, he's like a 50, 50 for me. Good. But I'll take the, I'll point. take, I'll take the 50 of playing him. You take the 50 of not. And then I want to hear what you got down in the seven K range. And Swafford's coming in at 9% ownership, which makes it more likely that I'm going to, you know, throw him in a lineup or two just because of the, the hometown status there. Um, but a couple, so a couple of guys that I like that are coming in higher on than I would like them to be, uh, you know, above 12, 13% would be uh, Chris Kirk and Lucas Glover. Um, I think they, they, I think they have a decent history here, both of them. Um, Lucas Glover has only missed the cut once in the last five years, and every other time he's finished 21st or better. So this is definitely a Lucas Glover tournament. Um, gaining 28 strokes on the field at this tournament over the last five years. So Say that again. 28 strokes on the field in this tournament in the last five years, Lucas Glover. Um, and that's with a, and that's with a miscut in there in uh, 2020. So, so we got, he, this is his course. He, he plays well in these types of courses. So both, see, this is what I like when I'm looking for a guy, especially down in this range, when the key stats for the season also are consistent with where he ranks for key stats on correlating courses. Like those are the guys for me that are like a, a no brainer play for me, like a core player for me, because that means everything's just lining up for this week and current form and history form. Like those are the guys that I want to play. So I'm probably going to have more Lucas Glover than Christian Kirk, but Lucas Glover, like I said, when I checked was coming in at, um, and actually that's not bad. He's coming in at 11% ownership. So I'm probably going to be smashing Lucas Glover this week as a core player. If I, I got to get a button. So when we, when we mention someone that I want in my core, we can ring a bell or something. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk with it. We're going to get that going. But then a couple other, I, I would like it. your view on, um, Sam Ryder at 7,200. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that could surprise with like a top 15, he finished eighth here last year and 53rd the year before that. And those are the only two years he's played, but he's got, you know, he's made the cut four out of his last five tournaments so far this year. He's got good stats on these types of courses, even though his, his stats aren't great on the season as a whole, but even with that, he's ranked 13th in the field in DK points and 10th in the field on par threes. This feels like the type of course and setup where Sam Ryder could sneak through, like I said, for a top 15, top 20 finish. And at 7,200 and uh, where is he there? 6% ownership. Um, you know, that could be juicy. I, I say you put it in there. I also, he just had that ace at the waste management that everybody was. Yep. Uh, all right, quick pause. Yes, on Sam Ryder for the reasons that you said. Um, I also isn't. Nope, thinking of somebody else. But, um, he had that ace at the waste management and, and everybody was talking about, oh my God, the beer, this is terrible for the game or blah, 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 blah. The thing about the waste management, especially this, especially that hole and that experience is it's once a year. It, it, if yeah. you did, if you did try to do that at every tournament, if you tried to create one stadium, then all of a sudden it's not the fact that it works. And by the way, if, Maybe there's that unofficial, like, yeah, when somebody makes an ace, which happens one out of every X thousand million swings, yeah, they go nuts. They chuck the beer. 
I think it'd be very good for this tournament to come out and say, you know, we appreciate the exuberance. That's what we're here for. That kind of passion. You know, we, we, we do hope that people reserve that level of, you know, expression for those moments, that kind of wink, wink, nod, nod of, no, we don't want you throwing trash on our golf course ever. But we also fully understand that in that moment, in that crowd, in that environment, that's what it looks like. And you go back to the, the, the tiger ace from 1997, um, his like first waste management, he, he, he holes out, you know, a little nine iron. It was before they had the structures around there. And as he's marching up to the hole, that's what you see behind him is just beers flying and water bottles. And he talks about it in a later interview. He says, I could smell the beer. He's like, I turned around and looked back and it was like, it was like a wedding, you know, where they throw the rice and the bird seed. And we were just walking through and he said, it was what a cool moment it was. And that was the moment that they, that, that the PGA tour and everybody was like, Oh my God. We, we, we got to take this. Here. Right. So to anybody who's out there going, oh, the trash. You, you, get, the, you get the rest of the year to hold the, the PRS right. golf. Right. Here's your, here's your violin. It's playing. Clutch your pearls yeah. somewhere else. Because I do agree that, that that would not be a good identity or brand for golf overall. No, but not just overall. Like, but, that's the type of, but that's the type of tournament that's going to specifically get in – you know, more people so that look, okay, this is, we're going to use, because we're starting to run out of time here. We'll get to a couple other value plays, but I want to quickly jump into this. And this is a good segue. This is the type of tournament that is going to set the PGA tour apart from any other wannabe league, such as the Saudi league that's coming, that's trying to force its way in by just paying guys a lot of money. But that type of tournament is somewhat is a tournament where the, the players feel connected to the fans. The fans feel part of the game. And it's, it's like that hole is, you know, just that epitomizes for me in what golf is as a whole, even if it's not always that rowdy, but just that camaraderie, that excitement, that that pure respect and joy when somebody else, even if you're playing against them, achieves something because there's a respect for how hard it is. And to just have a spot where you can let out that joy and excitement as a fan and as a player, the, the players love it. They take full advantage. They put on jerseys. They, they, they joke around out there like – that's great for the game of golf. The golf does not need to be a boring, purist style sport. Like we can, we can have some fun every now and then. Like you said, as long as it's not the entire thing, because then that does change the makeup of what golf is. But that I think is something that separates it from all these other leagues that have tried to come on. And I want to get your take on all this jazz that's going on with Phil and the Saudi. The, the, the does, is it just called the Saudi League or like, or is this just what everyone's calling it? Like, so we'll we'll start from the top, which is let's be clear. None of us know what the none of us know anything. I mean, yeah. there quite quite frankly, um, even who whatever tour player it was, maybe it was Westwood or Ustazen, one of them said, um, you know, I've signed a non-disclosure agreement. I can't say anything. I'm not saying that person's lying to us, but how do we know they're not? How do yeah. we know that he wasn't saying that just so he doesn't have to talk about it? And quite frankly, why are we talking about it? Um, it, it you, you know, my reaction to around it, a lot of money. That's why. <laughs> But you know what? I, I think I think what the guys did this week in, in, in some of their comments, like Rory saying it's dead. You you yeah. you he goes and I love what he said where he goes, I'm glad we got here. We got we got a few minutes and yes, yeah. um I say hit I say hit Hudson's hard in the in the seven K. I got a good feeling about my boy this week. Um six K, I'm sure you're gonna have to put some in there. David Lipsky was a name I heard somebody throw out last week and I got burnt on that. So avoid David Lipsky. Also like fast, my, my, my big 6200 guy, we're not going to talk because I want to talk on the subject, but Jason Duffner hasn't missed yes, a cut Duff Daddy. 6200 hasn't missed a cut here in five years. Not in the greatest form right now, but good enough to where he should make the cut again. 6200 is a place you can go for uh, Jason Duffner. And if there's ever a brand to get in bed with, um, and you're a guy like Duffner, belly, belly up sports. Some oh, of those, yeah. Pat, I think Pat Perez might like us. <laughs> Anyways, um, and that's not a knockout him. If I stood up, you'd no, see no, my no. belly. So uh, anyways, but this sporting league, uh, Rory put it to bed. And I think there's a lot, there's so, there's a lot to unpack here. Cliche number one of the media, but we're going to, we're going to start with, I agree with Rory that it's dead in the water now. Uh, You know, he made the good point of tell me who's going. You've already heard from the top 10 guys who have said, this is where the best players are. This is where I'm staying. Um, And and when, and to your point about money, the, those guys were also saying, here's where the South, I was about to say the Saudis got it wrong, but I don't want to be struck down or anything. But here's where I think whoever is pulling the strings back there got it wrong, which is you came you came after people with money with money. Yeah. It, 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 and that's what they were saying. They're like, there's nothing over there. There's we don't want to go create a we don't want to go create your masters for you. 
We have, we have what we have. So you're yeah. offering us the wrong thing. If, if they want to get a new league, you really want some competition, go troll these Monday qualifiers. I'm not saying to do it because by the way, personally, I, actually, you know what? I think this is a perfect time at 1049 AM on Wednesday, February 23rd, that I publicly hear state and announce my allegiance and fealty to the PGA tour. Uh, I will not be jumping over to the Saudi league. I have decided that this is the place where I grew up. Uh, my first memory of life is sitting on the edge of my dad's bed at the 86 mat when watching the 86 masters and Jack's putter goes up on 17. Y'all love that shot. Don't you got, I got to get outside. <laughs> so I'm staying here in the PGA tour. If they competition is not built by poaching the top talent competition is built by creating something that top talent wants to go after. And when you, and Rory said it, money's not going to do more. I mean, yeah. um, Guys like you and I are like, well, of course we could, we, you know, everybody at our, at our level of the economics, I'm assuming, would say, sure, I would do this for $20 million. Okay. What if you had 20 million in the bank and you were happy sitting in your level, but somebody said, I'll give you what you already have if you uproot your life. Yeah. It makes no sense. So that's number one. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disparage anybody for taking an approach of let's create some competition here. Um, hell, Augusta National did it when they when they introduced the the women's amateur a couple of years ago. You didn't see the USGA going. Wait a minute, the amateur game is ours. They thought that's dope. Another opportunity for the women's yeah. game to grow. So I would say, you know, Phil, if you're listening. Uh, if you if you want to create that first of all thank you if you are <laughs> yeah first of all thank you shout out shout out lefty we're not gonna we're, um I'm, I'm sure he's listening to it, but like and it's not really phil whoever wants to create that competition be a little smarter about it go out to the monday qualifiers find these people who first of all you're going to save some money because they're not going to go for 50 million you don't have to offer up 50 million they might do it for a million that you know some of these some of these pro players will do that opportunity and it's a lower lower level investment i get it they want to make a splash and they want this they want that the boulders are staying put the boulders are not going to are not going to jump ship so you're going to have to find another way to make a splash so it's not going to happen phil he made i i genuinely think this is one of those pearl clutching moments. And I go back to the Monday qualifying stories where there's like 16 guys in a playoff for one spot, or how about the women's game where they don't even have Monday qualifiers at the level that they do. And the, there's so many bigger things going on that all weekend and this morning and the podcast, and I'm glad we buried it until now. Um, what, and honestly, I'm not trying to be a holier than thou because obviously I read it, but my opinion on it or my take on it is there so many other stories in our game in the tour itself to look at yeah. and to explore. Um, and I don't think Phil, by the way, Phil's a businessman. He's making apologies and he's choosing his words wisely. Um, I was a little shocked to see KPMG jump, but then again, I don't work at KPMG. So it's one yeah. of those things. I don't, I don't know where their heads at. I don't know what those conversations were. I just think uh, the depth on that is I don't give a shit. Like, I love Phil. I think what, you know, um, after 50 some odd years, he can, he can shoot from the hip if he wants to, if he's got beef with Alan Shipnick or at, or whoever the, or was at, was at Alan Shipnick? I think it was the interview. If he's got beef with him, yeah, take yeah. it up. And it, that's all fine. I just, I, I'm done with any kind of attention to it because there's just so much more going on as the players pointed out. This is what we have. This is what we've dreamt our entire life for. Um, and this is what we're going to work. JT, Rory, uh, the public comments they made supporting and or, you know, kind of criticizing Phil. It's one of those things where, okay, I, I don't have an opinion on that. That Those are their colleagues. Those are their coworkers. And if they want to, if they want to put it out there, that's their venue. They're in a different world than we are, you know? Yeah. Uh, sure. I could go on Twitter and bitch about my boss. Um, but a, she's not on Twitter and B, I have a really great boss, um, future for, I call her my future former boss, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very happy that you, you, when we got on, you were like, Oh, I do want to find out. Do you know anything is going on with this Saudi league? I know everything that you can Google. And yeah. by the way, that's all anybody knows. I, I, I mean, yeah. I think Bra guys like Brandel Chambly who love him or hate him, man's got his finger on the pulse. Um, you know, when they're saying we don't know what's going on and you've got the best players in the world saying we're not going anywhere. I do yeah. think it's interesting that they that, that uh, people were citing different reasons. Now, I don't think it's fair for anybody to take their own personal political stances on this around Saudi Arabia and their kingdom of this and what they've done with women's or this. The that, Those are definitely some incredibly serious topics and issues that are, that are personal to a lot of people. But this is a golf podcast about sports betting. So I want to focus much more on the game side of it, which was about, you know, trying to create another opportunity. 
it'll happen. They'll get there. But as far as everybody being in a tizzy over, you know, who's going, who's staying, it's the freaking Honda this week. We're we're at Jack's place. We're at the Bear Trap. Yeah, this we, is this is a like this is a bit a big one. Like it's not a major or anything, but this is like one of those second tier tournaments of the year. Yeah. So anybody looking to take their own personal thing and say, look, all these players don't want to go to Saudi Arabia because of the oil or because of their human rights. Go look at their statements. I'm not saying that's not why they're going or it didn't factor in, yeah. but almost all of them were saying, listen, it's not, and they weren't playing footsie. I don't want to, I don't want it to come across like that where, no, they're, where it's they're like, handling it very professionally. Exactly. And objectively they, they're saying we don't need to get into that that side of it because there are these reasons we're not going the best players in the world are over here money's not going to change the game of golf for me ergo i've all you know i've always grown up with this ergo i'm staying here yeah i don't think we want to get into where do you stand on because quite frankly colin morikawa is a pro golfer and i'm not gonna uh, and i don't think it's very nice to tell lebron to shut up and dribble but I think yeah. I think I think whoever said that years ago, the, the point they were trying to make is I'm not looking at Colin Morikawa for his political ideology or even look. I want to see LeBron dunk on somebody's face. He, he can have every right to whatever he wants to say, but I want to see him dunk on somebody or hit a fade or a no look pass. And that's just that's just me. Right. Yeah. So in the game of golf, I, I think it's important to focus on the game itself and and not get caught up in what. Pardon my language. Who who gives a fuck what Phil tweeted about some some league that may or may not happen? Um, I'm 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 way more interested to know if Harry Higgs at 6700 uh, <laughs> is attractive enough for anybody to take a flyer on. Thanks um, for that. Though. That was a little pedestal moment I didn't expect that uh, it had been floating around my dome all morning. Because if I had to turn on another podcast or you know see another article in in anybody Phil's controversial takes. To who? That's yeah, it, 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 stop it. Just stop it. Go to, away. Happy to give you the stand. Happy to give you the the moment. Right. And to answer your questions, I don't mind having back to you in the studio. Back to you. Back to you in the studio. Right? Did he get fined? I saw. I, I think it might have been a meme. Did, oh, I, did saying, him, I didn't hear anything about him getting fined, so I don't know. We're on live TV, so why don't we look this up and just or go live ahead TV and with me. four minutes, so type fast. Oh, and while he while he looks that up, if you liked the the intro song coming, I want to give another shout out to the, the hunting accidents. You can find them at huntingaccidents.bandcamp.com. Uh, let me double check. It's, yeah, bandcamp.com. Yes. Uh, so if you liked that 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 little instrumental, that they're making new music. I do. Week, I was going to ask you that. They're coming up with new stuff. Um, we, we might as they come up with some new stuff, we might switch it up and then see. But uh, I'm in close contact with them, so. Uh, make sure to check them out. See what they got. They they got some some fun stuff. So Higgs did not get fined. I saw I saw on GolfChannel.com that he may get fined. So I think somebody was trying to just point it out there. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's then, kind of like we're never going to hear about it again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I may qualify for the Mass Open later this year. I'm going to play in a qualifier, <laughs> but that's going to be something you'll you'll get you'll look forward to later this year. You'll get to take my amateur golf journey with me. I got five qualifiers lined up. Also, if you're no, not we'll hanging do, we'll out with do, us here, we'll do some breakdowns of your of your uh, of your scorecard. We're gonna have to do, we're gonna do some sports <laughs> previews. I'm gonna I'm gonna need your help. We're gonna crowdsource this thing. We're gonna get Boudreaux into a, into one of these tournaments. Are they are they um, all local tournaments like local courses? Four of them for four of them through the Mass Golf Association, and then I think okay. I'm gonna toss my I'm gonna toss my hat in the ring for the the USGA Mid Amateur this year. I'm just, there's a, there's gonna be a couple qualifiers nearby. Um, nice. So why not go get the heart rate elevated, get the sweaty yeah. palms, get that feeling again? Yeah, I'll probably uh, and if, a few of the courses then you might be on. So. We'll We'll see and you and i'll actually have to get together soon now that I, don't once the don't center us once the weather i was gonna say now that COVID once is kind of comes. kind of which you, you mentioned comes. earlier you haven't you, you don't hate the weather yet uh, and you don't know when you will i know exactly when you will you will hate the weather here when it's uh april 20th and we get a foot of snow that that's is exactly when will, i'll hit it that is when you'll go no when I was in Florida, it was already 80 degrees. <laughs> that's when I'm going to book. That's when I'm my 40th birthday is this year. And I'm actually booking a, a resort trip to a golf resort. That's actually when we might go is in April when it's perfect. that perfect timing. Uh, and if I'm not going to be there, then I'll be over at stickandhack.com writing the early tea. I'll be on Twitter at this buds for you. I'll there be talking go. to Andrew. I'll be talking to Andrew LaDuke and uh, thanking the people at belly up sports for this phenomenal opportunity to come on here and talk golf with you all fantasy national. If you don't know about them mm-hmm. now, you know, Holler at them, Fantasy National. Holler at your boy. Trust me, I'll probably ping you again now to be like, "Hey, it's me." 
But see, Andrew, and now, back and to you in the studio. You see, and now you can see why Bud Copeland is the new co-host here because without even saying anything, he's watching the time and he gets all the promo shouts in while he can. You got you got to love the awareness, the podcast etiquette awareness. Got to love that. But he's right. We are we are coming to the end of our time. We just got about a minute left here. So thank you for joining us here on TikiLive.com, on the at TV uh, Belly Up Sports uh, Twitter channel, and on our the Tiki Live channel for Belly Up Sports. Um, if you're watching us on the the Belly Up Podcast Twitter right now, thank you for joining. If you're watching on the Divots and Pivots Twitter, once again, thank you for joining. Uh, we'll be here every uh, every week, Wednesday, ten o'clock. Um, next week we'll we'll be continuing on. We may or may not have a big guest for that one. I'm still trying to to make that work for y'all. So stay tuned. So I'm gonna pop my cherry next week on DFS. Surprise. And then we got that fun. We're gonna jump in. We're gonna we're gonna bring in some tier style play. We're gonna bring in some regular uh, lineup salary play. So we're gonna get butt butt into the game here. But thanks you thank you again for uh, once again for joining us. Belly up sports. Thank you for for providing us this platform. We love you. We'll see you next week. Have a great day and good luck at the Honda. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 